Welcome back to We Are Live, live from Midco Studio in Grand Center in St. Louis, Missouri. Travis Rell joining in Brooklyn, New York. Chris Gardner, myself, Chris Demnan. We're here, if you haven't yet, to give us five stars on iTunes. We love that. It helps us. And be sure you tell somebody to download and subscribe today. Big thanks to everybody for tuning in. Last hour had a lot of fun. If you missed it, you can go back and watch the video or, again, download it online. Travis, I know you had a big weekend overall because, uh, wow, some news has dropped, and I feel like this is, um, this is the big time for you. <coughs> Marvel announcing another phase with about 70 million more movies. It's never going to end. The entertainment doesn't stop. Big day for you as they announce at Comic-Con all the new additions, including a new version of Blade adding, uh, being added to the fray. Uh, Mahershala Ali taking over the uh, Wesley Snipes role. Travis, I'm just going to step back. Take it from here, boss. I was crying all of Saturday night. Okay. It was one of the most emotional moments of my adult life. Um, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the day that I get married and hopefully uh, then leading to children. But I even think then that will never match the type of joy that I received on Saturday night. Um, it was just unbridled joy. It wasn't, it, it was like Christmas morning and having sex for the first time. Like it just felt like <clears throat> I was getting everything I wanted and more and then like someone was feeding me like like not only like grapes infused with hennessy it was just such a delightful evening of joy now, that i have never experienced in my favorite. life <clears throat> can you imagine the backlash but chris yeah we're talking well first we we learned that they're going to do the eternals uh which is you know that's kind of deep cuts for marvel um, that's even deeper than Guardians of the Galaxy. So you're introducing characters that will be played by Salma Hayek. They'll be played by uh, the amazing Angelina Jolie. Um, and you have our, our friend, the, the, the old King of the North. Um, I forgot his, I know his last name is Madden. I forget his first name. Joe. But uh, Joe, no, it's not Joe. Not John either. Uh, Jerry. Either way, I don't know. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on this name, but you get you get the Eternals announced, uh, and then you hear that uh, Kevin Feige they're moving forward with a Fantastic Four film. Uh, now that Marvel owns the property, uh, there's talks of an X Men film. Now that Disney owns the property, and uh, the big news: uh, Mahershala Ali, two-time Academy Award winner, taking over the role as Blade. Uh, which, you know, for those who remember correctly, this uh, when Blade was released, it kind of brought in a new era for Marvel. Like it kind of gave Marvel uh, footing. So what we, you know, we've seen over the last 10 years, we can say started technically with the character played by Wesley Snipes and uh, the character Blade, which is a Marvel property. So some really cool news over the weekend, just from the casting to the the way phase four is going a lot of the <clears throat> a lot of the main characters from the avengers will be moving to disney plus with their own spinoff shows uh we learned that thor is going to now uh have another movie and that's called love and thunder uh tessa thompson and 
the amazing Natalie Portman uh, will apparently take over the role as Lady Thor. So there's going to be a little bit of the changing of the guard. So um, it's it's really cool to see Marvel go in this direction uh, immediately after Endgame, which we also learned this weekend is the officially the highest grossing film of all time. Overtook Avatar. Finally overtook Avatar this past weekend. So it was a banner weekend for Marvel. A great way to launch into Phase 4. Uh, we, uh, Scarlett Johansson is going to return next May uh, in a Black Widow spinoff uh, to kick the new phase off. And yeah, D- David Harbour's um, in that movie. David Harbour is indeed in that movie. Rachel Weisz is also in that movie. So you're seeing some very high-grade, A-list, gravitas actors gravitate to the MCU. And uh, I think that's wonderful because that means we're this, this, this close to Denzel Washington showing up somewhere in the MCU. Oh, oh. <laughs> it just engulfs any and all stars now, possible. You all, have to, right? You have to. All this news, My, I have one big question, though, Travis. Is it game-changing? It is game-changing, my friend. And that always We're is. changing the game on top of the game that was previously changed. Yeah. It's now being rechanged. Mm-hmm. From a different game, it's the same game, mm. but this I don't time even it's know the changed. Rules of the game anymore because right. it changes so changes. much. It's got it's a little bit of Monopoly meets cricket. Oh, it's a true game changer. So yeah, exactly. Think about it. I'm trying, but no, I'm excited. Be, but yeah, it's um, it's a it's a great time to to be a a, a comic book nerd, superhero nerd, whatever you want to call them, um, because. Um, they're really offering not only again the deep cuts, but they're doing a lot of fan service. Uh, so you see things like Lady Thor. You see, uh, so they, the 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 idea that they are truly giving the fans what they have wanted for a long time is really cool to watch. Now, do you are you upset that there are four Thor movies before there are two Black Panther movies? No, not at all. I um, That was actually part of an interesting conversation that was taking place around Comic-Con this weekend. A lot of people recognize that Marvel has, you know, from their earlier beginnings, they have made great strides to, I guess, diversify, not only behind the camera, but in front of it as well. And a lot of people wonder what took so long. Yet at the same time, I think they're very appreciative of the direction Marvel is going. Well, I would say, too, and Travis, that this is uh, up to you to say yes or no, but it always appeared, even with the character in the 60s and 70s, Black Panther uh, and others, I think Marvel's done a pretty good job, even in the comics, of always kind of including people, and then they've gotten better or shaped it up even more as times move forward, right? I think I think certainly with the MCU, what we've seen uh, with Kevin Feige, you know, the CEO over Marvel, I think he has recognized that in order to dive into a lot of these characters, you're going to have to point out the obvious. And so diversifying these roles are necessary. If you're going to have a character uh, that its origin stories take place in Southeast Asia, well, it's kind of hard to pick a guy that looks like he lives in Connecticut as the main character. So I think it's just the storytelling is taking you there. And I think that's been the biggest gripe when it comes to representation. A lot of times when the story takes you there, you should probably make it look like the people who you're telling the story about. 
I think that's why maybe Scarlett Johansson gets it harder than anyone else because some of the roles she has taken, the story takes you to a place of people that don't look like Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> and so, so it, that's where I think the blowback, but I think recently with Marvel, um, they're being a little bit more conscientious and now they're kind of pushing the envelope. Uh, Tessa Thompson, of course, she is gonna be one of the first main bi characters, gay characters uh, in a Marvel film. So it feels like Marvel is, is again, doing their best to push the envelope, I guess, as much as a corporation probably can. Yes, we are. Yes, we well, are. Well, congratulations on uh, the birth of your many children, Travis. It Thank like you. I, you know, would it be weird to name my kids after Marvel films? I don't think so. I think people have done worse. <laughs> and you can't even like it's not even like the joke doesn't even apply. Like at one point in our friendship, Travis, I feel like we could have really uh, had some good back and forth on black baby names. But I almost I'm going to say white people have. Uh, taking it to a new level with the with the just out there oh, yeah. names like and at least the, yeah when you try and draw lines and connect things it's a little more than you need to it, things get weird i could hear marvel yeah. terrell mm. is a great name that marvel is a terrell name. i like that i yeah. like that okay gardner i appreciate that you're welcome i also it was a fun it was a fun weekend at comic con there was a lot of other big news uh we talked a little bit about of course uh, top gun was a part now, this uh, is where all the superheroes are out. naked, right? Is that <laughs> on bikes? Is that what the on bikes? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, there's Batman. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, but Just it was uh, new about Robin. Oh my God. Let's <laughs> uh, <laughs> keep it one hundred. Keep it one hundred. Um, but it was interesting. A difference two years make. We were all clamoring for, you know, any sneak peeks to the final season of Game of Thrones and. This go around for Game of Thrones, the cast, most of the cast were in attendance, except for D and D, the creators, the showrunners of Game of Thrones, who scheduling conflicts apparently came about. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it was very, it was a very weird vibe, according to a lot of people in the room. You can tell the fans wanted to be appreciative of the work they put in for the last eight years, but you can also tell a lot of the fans were just you know, frustrated in that they wish the creators were there to basically take the brunt of their anger uh, out of, you know, from the frustration from season eight. So it was kind of weird because, it, yeah, you just can tell the actors were a little bit defensive and you could tell the fans were a little bit abrasive. So I, I don't, that was kind of the weird spot of the weekend for mm-hmm. Comic-Con. What if, what if Which they would interesting because it was, it's always been the darling for the last seven years. What if they would have shown up? How would that have gone? You take they, your licks. I think you take your licks for the I first half, but then they explain themselves, whether it's true or not, how they explain themselves. I think they improve their standing or public because it's like, oh, they showed up. <laughs> yeah. People scream at them for a half an hour, and then they uh, they say, listen, here's the deal, and we've got all these other great things happening. I think, uh, or do they think that it was just so egregious that I, they're never going to be able to slither out of I, would I don't think they can answer a lot. Of, I, think, I think a lot of the answers that if they were to give honestly would expose them and their future. I think if D&D showed up and they gave the fans what they wanted, honest answers to their questions, they could potentially put their current projects and future projects in jeopardy. 
And so I, I think that's what they were thinking about before they decided to, you know, whether or not they were going to go to Comic-Con, because there's no other way to answer a lot of those questions other than there's one way I was over here working with Disney or I was over here working with a studio like you don't want to admit that as an artist and you know that could ultimately mess with your money down the road. I think there's one way, and that's what I would have preferred, is if they got really shit-faced drunk mm. and then just started yelling back at people, asking them questions, and yeah. got very confrontational. Like, that's one way, right? and I would have enjoyed that. You say you're a Thrones fan? Why do you have those Spock ears on, you fucking nerd? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. And then, I mean, I think, and I think also, I think, I mean, but you also don't want to give in to the, to the people on Reddit who say, that you really aren't as good as you have been told that you are because you didn't have source material to lean on. And, you know, these guys have feelings. These guys know, like, they have a lot to prove and they know that they didn't have the source material as they had in the first few seasons. And I, I, whether it's fair or not, I don't think you want to sit up there for two hours to hear that. Now, I still would have gone, um, but I think the only reason why they didn't go is because they have to think about potential checks that haven't been cashed yet. Hmm. Well, Travis, that, uh, that seems like it was a decent time. Uh, another, the, the, some of your heroes, one of my heroes, you've probably never heard of him. He's a rapper, an actor, uh, a business owner, a podcaster. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal, 47 years young, out partying. When's the last time you were in a mosh pit, Travis? Never, Chris. Not hmm. once. Not even at the Sprite Liquid Mix Tour in 2002 that we both realized we were at. Please don't we touch my body. No, please, add, it's too hot. I gotta add Get mosh pit me, to uh, um, Cocktoberfest. Nice, nice. Uh, Shaq, uh, I'm gonna say he's heavier than this, but if you just look up his stats, seven foot one, 325 pounds, shoe size is 23. Uh, you know him as uh, one of the best players to ever play basketball in the game. Again, 47 years old. Uh, let's see uh, how Shaq spent his weekend. Gardner, you got the video? Come around here Pretty to the music cool. festival. Nice the people oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> how mad are you if you're that dude in the sunglasses at your drug dealer? You're like, I swear I saw Shaquille O'Neal in the mosh pit, man. What did you give me? Shaq in the middle of a group of sweaty cocks. And uh, oh. he's in there participating in a mosh pit. Very friendly. Oh. It was very friendly. It wasn't him versus Brad Miller. It was a very friendly moshing for a man of his size. Yeah, I'm going to take the audio off, but I'm going to play the video again because I think it's near the end. There's a couple of guys that are just like wowed that they're in a mosh pit oh, with I Shaquille O'Neal. I would have um, playfully bounced off him. Yeah, some tried. Yeah. Like that guy right there. See him? Look at that. With the white. Yes. He and was his so buddy right there. Those two guys right there. <laughs> They're like, oh my God, we're in a mosh pit with Shaquille O'Neal. They stopped to grab each other and really discuss it. That's like the greatest moment of their life. Usually it's like, watch out for the fat guy in the bandana. He's getting a little bit aggressive in the mosh pit. He's doing the, uh, the Reaper. There are these dance mm -hmm. moves that people do. So one thing I, I love about the great Bill Murray is that he's a trendsetter. So remember for years, we would always yeah. hear these stories about Bill Murray showing up at parties. It turned into a show, a movie on Netflix. I think you can actually watch it right now currently on Netflix. I think it's called Bill Murray Stories. And it was just be, it'd be an urban legend. You would hear these stories, Bill Murray in the wild. Now there are two competing 
favorites from my childhood that are trying to become their versions of Bill Murray. Uh, Shaq, because the Shaq also is a DJ now. He's an EDM like, DJ. Like a real DJ. So he'll rank. Like, yeah. So he'll like, he'll, a lot of money. like he goes to. Yeah. Yes. So now I'm like, that's his thing. And then Andre 3000. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but oh. Andre 3000 apparently just either is in airports or in bookstores playing his flute, just walking up and down the streets of America playing a flute and people are going, hey, that guy looks like Andre 3000. I think oh I my saw, God, that is Andre 3000. I think I saw a girl tweet out like she saw that in the airport. I think it was the airport. It was in the airport. That's mm-hmm. the one I saw. Now that you make that, I didn't know that this was a trend, though. However, I thought this, this was... is now that there have been two or three incidences where people have said they have been out and they've heard a man on the flute, and they were like, "Ha!" From a distance, that guy looks like Andre Three Thousand from Outcast. And then people would follow the guy with the flute, and they would discover it is indeed Andre Three Thousand from Outcast. So I love that this is a thing. I hope celebrities continue to do this. I think it's pretty cool. So if you if you're Brooklyn, do you hire Andre three thousand to uh, <laughs> like like the dude with the snakes in uh, in Ireland? Like, do you hire him to uh, to drive all the hipsters out of your neighborhood? Like, because all the white kids, the dude with jeans? the snakes, yeah, Saint Saint Pe- Patrick, Saint Patrick, exactly. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? No, he, do you hire Rod? No, do you hire? Of that. No, that could, that's the worst thing that can the... happen. For, no, okay, that's the worst thing that can happen for gentr- gentrification here in Brooklyn. If they learn that really cool black rappers are doing their flutes, that's, that's the ultimate hipster thing. So more no, white people could... are going to be drawn to Brooklyn. Yeah, that's what. Well, what I'm saying is, if you want white people out of a certain area, you just have him round them up and don't walk need, the other way. Don't you need more white people in Brooklyn to create more diversity? Thank you. <laughs> 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 Needed to be said. I mean, the way you describe it now, I actually think, mm-hmm. Travis, you might need... It is it is so funny, though. <laughs> like, I was at the coffee shop yesterday, and, uh, again, I, I love the diversity, the beauty here in Brooklyn. And even when, like, white people walk in, it's like they have Russian... They're speaking Russian. <laughs> like, y'all ain't, uh, y'all ain't even white, white. Y'all cheating. Get out of here. Uh, so that, that Shaq video, I was trying to figure out where it was. That a music festival called Tomorrowland. And it's in Belgium. Oh, and they were European? Yes. Imagine in Belgium. Imagine being that. That's like, smart. Of all the people. So you're an American visiting, and you see that, and you're, all you've heard is people in Europe just speaking different languages, and the one person you run into from the U.S. is fucking Shaq. <laughs> that a music let's, let's be honest. Isn't that what we like? I think what Shaq and Andre 3000 are doing is what I would expect people that changed, like they had to put in a lot to be who they are. So Shaq was a big deal for a long time, two decades plus. Like he put a lot into being Shaquille O'Neal. So it makes sense that Shaq would be in Belgium at, you know, at a music festival. Because if you were rich and you had spent most of your life, most of your young adult life, just on a job, like you're technically finally having your gap year. Well, most of us have spent two decades in a gap year. You know what I'm saying? So it makes sense that grown man Shaq is at a music festival in Belgium because that's exactly what I would do if I was Shaq. Widely documented, he's like doubled his uh, net worth as well with his business investments. So 
good for him. Oh, well, that's what happens when you're the spokesperson for the general. Oh, that's yeah. a good point. That well, he insurance. owns a bunch of bunch of burger joints and all kinds of stuff. Well, but it, and it makes sense too now that I think of it that he's at this music festival because it's European. What do you think? You mentioned right. EDM DJ stuff. Where do you mm-hmm. think that's going to originate from? It's going to be from this area. Hmm. So that makes. And then sense. not only that, I guess even from a like people know Shaq in Belgium, but um, you know they're not. Not you know, like it's going to take them a second. And, 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 and it's and probably not 20, a specific who, group of people. 22-year-olds right. are at that festival, and they don't know Shaq. Not in Europe. I not think like probably that. half of them figured it out. I think he's Maybe. famous enough for you to know. Like, But but I'm saying, like, in, but like if he did that in New York, I mean, people will spot Shaq from a mile away. Sure. In Belgium, you're just like, ah, it would be too racist to say it's just Shaq because I'm not sure it's Shaq. But that looks yeah, like but, Shaq. But if you're, like, if you're the Belgian dudes that are black... Do you know how happy you are that Shaq came through? Because you're living off those residuals for the next two years. People are going to be like, ah, he might have been. They're going to, more ladies are going to go up and talk to him at the clubs. They're going to ask him if they're friends. If, and they'll ask some mildly racist stuff without realizing it. Like, are you related? Are you that? And the Belgian dudes be like, yeah, you know why he was here. He's, he's my cousin. Like, that's why he was now, here. The only thing right now I would say to people like Shaq who are going to these, like I said, don't live your life because... If I'm Shaq and I'm worth as much as he's worth, and my kids are out the house, and I'm—I don't know—I don't, I don't think Shaq is remarried, so he's you know as a single guy out here doing his thing. I would be doing exactly that, but I would be careful traveling to other countries right now, right? Because it isn't like our State Department is making a ton of friends around the world. Well, so if you get into up. some, yeah, you get into some some trouble. Uh, could be very difficult for you to get home to America. Okay. Uh, so all in all, we're good. Our friend Jay in the comments says uh, he once met Ron Jeremy in an airport. Uh, Chris, did you he... meet Ron Jeremy like at an Arby's? No, no, I did not. Although he does slay roast beef. Uh... Oh. <laughs> Look, now that's the best. Stop talking like about that was. But see, look at that! Look at that! That's a that's a hockey assist. Yeah, that's a hockey. No, 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 that's a hockey assist. So yeah, I got yeah, Gardner. Yeah, so Chris gets the point. Um, I got the assist for setting him up, Gardner. Yeah, you You get get the primary assist. I get the secondary assist. Uh, Black Sheep says he thinks all those Belgian dudes just uh, were just really surprised that Forrest Whitaker was so much bigger in real life. The king of Scotland. <laughs> who's, who's, uh, yeah, that's a good point because who's Ooh. more popular in Belgium? Forrest Whitaker, Shaquille O'Neal. I'm going to say Forrest Whitaker. I think Forrest Whitaker. I don't like. Well, you know what, listen, though? No. If Shaq, People know here's Shaq. The thing. He was here, a here's movie. No, no, You're but, talking like a nasty American. No, but here's the thing. Like, and I mentioned. Name Belgium's biggest soccer player right now. You don't know. Van oh, Meter. Gustav Hook. Van, Van Meter? It's the guy with... <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a waffle air, Von, right? Dick Van Dyke. Von... Van... Uh, uh, Van Wilder. Van Buren. Mm-hmm. Van yes, Buren. Martin. Van Buren. Martin Van Buren's primary language yep. was Dutch. Secondary okay. was his English. Was right. English. You telling me Belgian people will immediately recognize Forrest Whitaker before Shaquille O'Neal. No, and they won't. And I'll tell you why. Because we just talked about the music culture. Like they know, they're gonna know Shaq from what he's from doing rapping. now, probably. Yeah. Uh, I don't so think yeah, as Belgium, many people yeah. know him as you think. I think more people 
can't. I remember. Right. I remember. I can't believe I'm going to say this sentence, but I'm going to yes. say it. Okay. <laughs> I believe more people in Belgium know who Shaquille O'Neal is over Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> I don't. I go. don't think so. I don't think so. Is this a poll? This is a fucking poll question. This is where we. It's a poll question. Uh, we've got. Our, I don't even know how to phrase this stupid ass. Our friend Tom. <laughs> how are we arguing if Bill or Belgians know Shaquille O'Neal or Forrest Whitaker? Here's one. Here's better one. question. Maybe a better question. Who's more popular in Belgium, Shaquille O'Neal or Sinbad? Hmm. That's probably they're probably about the same level. Because I mean, things take a little longer. <laughs> Belgians celebrate Christmas. Jingle all the way has made it to Belgium. Mm. And you gotta have the Schwarzenegger. No nah, man, Shaq, Shaq. I think you're underestimating Shaq's popularity. No, I think you're really underestimating Shaq's underest- popularity. I think you're overestimating how much Belgians care about basketball and American basketball to boot. Belgians they know kickboxers. They know kickboxers more than they know basketball players. Get out of my face. No, they know waffle makers better. No, Mm-mm. no, no, not at all. Shaquille right, O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal is a regular NBA? basketball player. Is there one Belgian guy in the it NBA? It doesn't matter. Shaquille O'Neal transcends basketball. I yeah, I would love that because he's he's amazing. But I don't think Belgians give a damn about Shaq. It's Shaquille O'Neal. Like he's a first of all, he's the one of the biggest black people on earth. So you know, white people in Belgium at least Googled that once. Now, who's the biggest black person on over? Who's this Shaq? Because that's what white people do. They wake up in the morning just so they can say, hey, man, this boogeyman, who's the biggest boogeyman in the world? Boom, Shaquille O'Neal. But then they learn he's a soft teddy bear that played great basketball for 15 seasons in the NBA. And I think he's incredibly popular because of the rapping in the movies. So I think he absolutely would be recognized before at least Forrest Whitaker. Now, if you're talking like Terry Crews, could be a toss-up. I think Terry Crews. Why people love Terry Crews? I think Terry Crews is more known than Romelu Lukaku. I'm is sorry? the uh, best uh, Belgian soccer player, mm-hmm. possibly. Um, He's not even the most famous Lukaku. Who's the most famous Lukaku? <laughs> yeah, tell us. Jerome. Earl Lukaku, who owns a white castle on Natural Bridge. Ro- Romelu is is black, just so you know. Uh, Vincent Company, looks like his name's up here. Uh, Jan Vertenhogen? So do you think the most popular Belgium athlete is more popular than the, uh, than the most popular American athlete? In Belgium? Who's the most popular American athlete in America? Are you going to say LeBron? Yeah, LeBron. I'm going to say Steph Curry. You think Steph? Is it light skin? Steph? Tom Brady and Steph. Chris, you don't even know the light skin and dark skin debate, so stay your ass out of it. I know you Kyle, try to stay out of it. Black people what, hey, you're afraid you to get into it. Hey, 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 hey. Are we saying athletes in America? Athletes in America. Most popular Floyd, athlete Floyd in Mayweather. America. No, we're not talking about... No, I know way Floyd Mayweather's most popular. Popular? Like, like people known. like them. Liked, liked or liked. known? Liked. Liked. It's not Floyd Mayweather, but not that. <laughs> Although people do but speak I don't even with think, their Even from a known standpoint, I don't think it's it's Mayweather. Mm. I think Steph Curry is the most popular athlete in America. I don't know. You and maybe the most well known. I think over it's, Tom it's, Brady? it's Tom Brady, Steph Curry, LeBron right now. Mm. But I feel like more people 
dislike LeBron than people dislike Steph Curry. I don't know. Uh, that's a tough one. Do you think more Tom Brady's the only football about, player I can think of right now that's does popular? It have to maybe, be, maybe Aaron Rodgers. Does it have to be an American, or can they be international but famous in America? Who do you have? Connor, Connor McGregor is, I mean, he's as big as it gets. But he's not an American athlete. That's what I was asking. Because he's yeah, yeah, more he's American. Not, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't consider him American. America's athlete. his biggest supporting country. But do you think he's more popular than the most. Well, you think Conor McGregor nah, is more, more popular than Steph, Steph or LeBron? Curry is. Yeah, you're oh, okay. right. You're right. Okay. Steph Curry's bigger. Okay. So I'm just curious if the most popular American athlete would be the most popular person in Belgium. Probably Even not. over their most popular so. athlete. I don't okay. think so. Okay. It would not be one. It would, it would be okay. one of their own. Yeah. Okay. Next what did I hear? There's a guy interviewed once that called the Belgians low rent French. Mm. Jeez. <laughs> because he he caught his wife sleeping. Jeez. <laughs> that's why he has a bad that's, view of them. That's a tough one. <laughs> I'll let so you guys... whenever I hear Belgium about Belgians now, I think of that moment the guy said called them. Ah, they're just low rent French. I caught my wife cheating on me. Well, that's oh, hilarious. okay. Well, I mean. Uh, Tiger Woods, hey, we, Sean in the comments. Oh, you know, that, how do we miss Tiger uh, Woods? Tiger Woods is—he's still no, bigger than. No, I, th- I think you got. I or am think I think Tiger Woods most popular? You think tw- more twelve-year-olds and ten-year-olds know who Steph Curry is than Tiger Woods is? Absolutely. Okay. And I think I and I would say that the the, the it is flipped as far as race when it comes to Tiger's popularity as well. I think there was a, he had a large contingent of black fans, I think 10, 12 years ago. I think now he has a larger contingent of white fans, and I believe his black fans have dropped off significantly. Now oh, the red, uh, the red polo uh, rears its ugly head, huh? Mm-hmm. You think that's what did it? Man, look, you, it's, it's one thing to, uh, to play a Trump chorus. It's another <laughs> thing to play a Trump chorus with Trump. Uh, our friend, our friend Purdy oh, yeah. in the comments, uh, his hair, LeBron's hair makes it easy to hate him. <laughs> Do you think that's rude or appropriate? And that's both. <laughs> Absolutely both. Uh, how about our buddy Tom? Uh, he met Ron Jeremy. My first Facebook photo is me in the okay, background. How many of, Ron of Jeremy stories we don't have on <laughs> of show Ron today. Jeremy, and he had Sweet dinner kid. with him. And he had a very weird what? talk what? about Terry Schiavo. Oh my God, oh. Uh, that had to be on that college <laughs> tour because no, Ron, no, no, Jeremy, no, no, Ron Jeremy came to our brewing, our brewery. He came and ate dinner because he did some speaking tour that came to Mizzou. He did. Yeah, but what 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 he talking about sounds like we're gonna be an accomplice to a murder, and I ain't trying to get uh, wrapped up. Look, yeah, man, what? just don't 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 tell that story or not. All views are expressed like... are not exclusively that of we are live. I would like to know the details of this conversation, actually. Yeah, Tom Brown, let us know in the comments. Have it off the air, please. That'd be great. Comfortable, Travis? Speaking of uncomfortable, I think I'm about to do something and agree with Chris on a issue. Uh, Well, let me tell Uh, people about uh, Getaway Carts real quick, because we all agree on that. Getawaycarts.com is a website customized without limits. Hashtag carte blanche as well. Getawaycarts.com. Again, check out online the selection of customizable golf carts available to you and yours to scoot through St. Louis neighborhoods. Travis, what are you talking about controversy? What do you mean? We're going to agree on something? What do you have? Yeah, um, so there's a comedian, and she does 
a joke about the rapper Extension. Am I saying his name right? He's a deceit. Yeah, he was. He's, Why are you uh, asking Ken, us? Yeah. I've never I known. Know I, I don't know. It's it's three X's. I, I it's believe like it's extension yeah. with three X's. Can I we say that? I believe. All right, so let's give you. I'll, I'll, I have the joke. You, you have it. Yeah. Oh, we've got it. So oh, you have the actual joke. I'll shut up yeah. and then play the video. Yeah, let's right, go to so. this video. This is a uh, comedian, pretty popular comedian. She has a joke about a rapper that was killed a few months ago. Uh, the rapper, though, had a very controversial past. There was, uh, he was apparently a domestic abuser. He beat his pregnant girlfriend nearly to the inch of, his, inch of her life. He uh, actually went to, uh, I think went on trial. I don't recall how the trial ultimately ended up. Nevertheless, this young man was then later gunned down and robbed. He is now dead, and this comedian is telling this joke. He, and for more background, he was on his way to purchase a car with $50,000 in cash, just for the, uh, the background. Is anyone still mourning XXX Tentacion? <laughs> he's, a, he's a rapper who uh, was murdered. He's dead now. Um, he, was, he was shot. He was on his way to buy a car with $50,000 in cash, and somebody shot him and took the money, which is very tragic. But I think also it would be a very good Venmo commercial. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought when I heard that. Like, I don't have Venmo. I should get Venmo. There it is. Travis, go ahead. You first. So the comedian, she issued an apology on her instagram page i wasn't trying to hurt anyone's feelings that's never what i want i'm a comic and use jokes to try and make dark topics less painful but i realize not everyone feels that way and don't want anyone to feel badly it was taken down and won't air on tv um i respectfully disagree i mean i look she has to do what's best for her so she, if she thought the apology was necessary uh, then good on her uh, and honestly, I think for her, from a strategic standpoint, it makes sense. It moves you past the issue, and you can go on and continue to do comedy. I think because the joke one landed, and it was funny, um, I think this she realizes that this is also a positive, because here's a joke and a clip that maybe a ton of people had not seen, and now people have. And she can say, well, I apologize for it, but there are a lot of people in the comedy community who are probably going to start booking her based off this joke. I look. I didn't have a problem with the joke. I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I think in this instance, it was a smart joke. It, it landed. It. I, I don't. I'm, I'm. Help me if someone wants to be devil's advocate. I'm not even trying to be argumentative. It help me if I'm wrong. If if it's wrong to have laughed at that joke, I'm happy to listen and hear out how it is. But. I thought it was a joke that was well-written, and it landed, and it was funny because the room laughed. But I could be wrong. No, it's, that's the thing. If it's for you, it's for you. If you don't like it, you don't have to laugh. You don't have to deal with this woman. You don't have to go to the shows. You're also allowed to be offended by it and not love the joke. But yeah. overall, I think if you're a comedian and you chastise her that you're on the wrong side of things and you're trying to get attention because yes. ultimately uh, – I'm guessing some fans of his, which will probably be a large portion of younger people on Twitter that suffer no consequences for throwing out death threats uh, to somebody like this, get taken seriously, mm -hmm. and that sucks. 
Because she and started protecting her social media. Yeah, accounts, yeah, yeah. Ultimately, uh, yeah. a lot of people came to her uh, her defenses. Uh, we've got, uh, like, com I think people are upset Comedy Central didn't uh, stand up for her a little more, yeah. too, because they're supposed it's to kind little, of represent I think, her. but I would imagine, but do you think it's that? Do you think it's, did she, did Comedy Central take it down first and then she took it down? Or did she ask Comedy Central to take it down herself? Because uh, how what, like I mean, the way she comedians the joke that I follow are, are are reacting, it was a Comedy Central decision, and people aren't happy about that. Um, we've got yeah, I would be interested. Yeah, if that's the actual case, then yeah, I would be disappointed in Comedy Central's move there. But if it's something that she wanted taking down and Comedy Central complied, then okay, right. I, I'm game for that. I think she was looking after her future and her safety. Like I said, I think. It was a very edgy joke. I thought it was funny, but clearly people these days are very, will take things to the next level. So for her safety, I absolutely understand the steps yeah. that she's taking, but I don't think necessarily she needed to apologize for well, that joke. Even... It was, again, it wasn't like, it wasn't, look, if we wanted to put it in context. If she was a, a person running for office or someone holding high office or something to that effect, then yeah, I'll be willing to hold her to a different standard. But this was inside the halls of a comedy club and it was a joke that was wasn't cavalier was well written and it got a reaction and i don't think you should have to apologize for that it's I, and i guess what was the backlash for just because she you she know, brought it he dare bring it up him? like get out of here yeah because that's know. that's a little because the focus of the joke when you listen to the joke is not even you know necessarily getting gunned down or anything with his past or the history situation. of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It turns it a little different way. Right. Like, and it personalizes it. And how many Steve Irwin jokes were made? I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Like, in, in, what are you going to get mad at people for saying, don't uh, mess with crocodile or stingrays? Or like, I, I think, think I think, like I said, I think, yeah. hell yeah. I think comedians should have a little bit more rope, especially if the joke's being told inside a comedy club. And now, again, and, and, rules tend to change when you leave comedy clubs. And if she was saying this on TMZ on the street, I can really understand it. But this was someone who, I don't know, I just the way it was presented, looking at the entire context of the joke, it, I, I can't gather the outrage maybe to certainly, I definitely don't understand the outrage to the threat. Travis. Her, but you, certainly to boycott her too. I don't get that. You mentioned something last week, and I, uh, uh, when watching, uh, you watched, you mentioned that you watched Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee with Seinfeld mm -hmm. and Eddie Murphy. I watched that mm -hmm. last night. and I How great it was, is that? It was fantastic. There's a couple of, there's the Sammy Davis Jr. stuff. That's uh, such a great gem. Worshipping Satan. Uh, and some other stuff in there. But you're, there's one part that I just thought of from that, where they're actually sitting down having breakfast. And Seinfeld says to, to Eddie that, um, you know, comedians think everything is funny. Like, death is funny. And he, he's even saying immediately it's funny. It's like, uh, he's like, yeah, I remember I heard from someone that so-and-so died. And I said to him, and he said, I've said this on a number of occasions. Oh, we've had enough of him anyway. Like, that's my immediate response <laughs> to finding out someone had died. Like, not the tragicness or we've lost this person. He's like, my immediate response is, oh, we've had enough of him anyway. And so, like, comedians, like, he's like, they don't, peop outside people don't necessarily understand how we interact with each other. And this is, like, when we're, even when we're away, like, we find everything funny. And, well, and then that, that makes be, me think of that. And I agree. And I think even, 
I think there is a reality that we have to realize. Like artists have rope. Like I, I think people ask me why did it take for Trump to run for office for people to bring these things to light about him and his personality and his past. And I've said it, I think, back in 2016 when he was, when he won the election. I, I think it's all fun and games until you run for the highest office in the land. And then we naturally raise our standards and our expectations. Like, again, a comedian can make these jokes. If a comedian wanted to get on stage and say some shit like go back to your country and he did it within the context of a joke, a comedian's entitled to do that. I think it all changes when it's the occupation and where it's being told. And I think if this person's a comedian and she's telling it within the confines of a comedy club, I think she's within a different standard than what we generally apply to the rest of the public. How about Anthony Jeselnik's tweet yesterday? Uh, Part of me wants to take out my anger on all the XXXCion fans today, but I doubt any of them are carrying 50 grand in cash. Mm. Uh, Anthony Jeselnik's special fire in the the maternity ward available now. And I think, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I think rappers especially kind of want to tread lightly, look. I think people give rappers a ton of room to say anything on a track, to say yeah, anything yeah. in a song, to say Absolutely. anything in an album. And so do you really want to be fans that go around policing other people's art? Like I said, if this was the mayor, if this was uh, you know, a police chief, I say, hey, let the outrage fly. But this is a joke that I would imagine, I, I, how many people even had seen the joke even knew the comedian prior to this like it all it's weirdly elevated this girl how many so weird you just weirdly elevated someone that most people in comedy even people like on the underground scene may have not even heard of that much well here how about this too and i don't know the artist's uh his work or anything but do you think on any of his tracks there's talking about him hypothetically taking care of some business potentially taking somebody out I'm going to say, like, I, again, I don't know his style. I don't know whatever else. But hypothetically, no one would be surprised in that genre or others if that's the artistic approach he took. Correct? I, I, yeah, I think, I think it, you're, you're really treading on uh, interesting ground when you won't allow artists to express themselves wholly, especially within it's within the, the context of what they do. That's that woman's job. That's her job is to make people laugh. She was on her job. I don't, I don't under the, the rules that don't always apply to the world that you live in, but this is a different set of rules. So I don't think she did anything offensive. I think it was a very smart joke and I wish, um, I, I don't know. I can go into a diatribe about rap fans, but they should probably just move along and stop giving her aside, extra clout. Aside from some uh, some of those folks making her life uh, harder, I hope and think that ultimately the initial negative backlash is going to be a positive for her overall. I, I think, and here's another thing, and again, this is why I kind of didn't want to go too deep into it, but can we also acknowledge that as a woman comedian, a lot of that also has a lot to do with it. Oh, that people are uh, taking it out on her? Oh, yeah. I think this Maybe. is a joke. That, and here's the thing is, I think this is a joke Jessalette could do. 
I think if, if Jeselnik tweeted something out like that, he wouldn't be receiving as much heat as I think she is currently receiving right now. That's just me. I, I look. Maybe. I, yeah. I could I be completely know. wrong, but I think her being a a woman comedian also has a lot to why she's also receiving a ton of this backlash. People really hate the idea of women telling funny jokes that are edgy. <laughs> it's been the case since the beginning of time. Could be. Uh, do we want to finish with some fair or foul before we get out of here? You want to do some back and forth, Trav? Let's get it on. Can I drink some orange soda? Because Travis loves orange soda. Oh, boy. After you introduce it. Crush. Hmm. Whenever you're thinking about crushing your thirst, think crush orange. I'm going to drink it slowly. Can you want to start the fair or foul music? People often ask me, what's mm. fair or foul? Is it a mm. segment? Is it a movement? Is it hope? I can't say for certain. Time will be a true test of its power. But I can say, fair or foul is now Crushed and forever it. for the people. Gather around the radio with your loved ones and hold on to your butts. It's now time for fair. We give it back to you. The people. Or foul. Let's get this party started. What do you got? Uh, Travis, news broke that uh, Netflix dropping $70 million potentially to bring Eddie Murphy back for a stand-up special or multiple specials. Fair or foul, Eddie's still got it. Eddie absolutely still has it, uh, but foul. I don't see this ever happening. I think Eddie Murphy, um, I don't know. I, I could be wrong, but he's got two major projects coming up here in the next year and a half. What are those? He's got the Dolomite, Pro- Dolomite project that he's doing right now uh, with Netflix. And then, of course, he has the sequel to Coming to America. I, I just don't think right now he has the time for stand-up. Um, and he did mention in the comedians and cars getting coffee how he would like to work the the scenes again before he puts together a special. And trust me, if Eddie Murphy has shown up at any of the comedy clubs we know, we would have heard about it by now. We just haven't. Yeah, he said he was worried that that muscle has atrophied. That's what I would like. I, I, Father Time, whether it's fighting, stand up comedy, athletic, like there are certain things that if you haven't done it, it goes away. Yeah. Like, that's scary. Like and, it would take some time. And he to... did sound like, and he did sound like a guy that really, and it, judging by how many kids he has, he's really about that family life. Like he talks about how he enjoys doing nothing. And if you've ever talked to someone who's at the point in their life where they've done it all and they've made as much money as they can make, and they have kids and grandkids. When they say they're settled in, I would believe them. And it sounds like Eddie, I think these other projects may have been just to get him out of the house. I don't see him going on the road, and thus I don't see a special. I have one. Please. Fair file. Jose Canseco predicting the future. A tweet from him recently. In 27 years, six months, seven days, and six hours, humanity will change greatly. <laughs> Still holding it down in Vegas. Oh my God! Mm. It came at 12:45 a.m. on that. Oh, so, okay. And that was Central right? Time. That was Friday. 
Okay. Uh, That's a late so, yeah. Friday for Jose. Are you worried now because Jose Canseco, I tweeted that out. And if I'm on Twitter in 27 years, I absolutely will be worried. <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. I wish we had video of Hong Man Choi beating the dog shit out of Jose Canseco in Pride. Remember whenever he thought he was going to be an MMA fighter and he decided to take a fight against a seven foot four Korean guy? Is that on his? It doesn't doesn't go well. I think that Hong Man Choi versus Jose Canseco. If you want to find that's his background. Him fighting on Hong his, Man Choi on his Twitter. Don't get me wrong. Choi is a giant man who's a real martial artist, and it takes some guts to get in there, but. Uh, what a strange experiment Jose Canseco has been. Uh, fair or foul, Interesting. that uh, that Bigfoot trip that Jose was wanting to go on. Gardner, sponsored, do you take it yeah. if it's next week? Uh, you don't have to pay anything. Yeah. All expenses paid. Yeah. You just have to spend five days camping with Jose Canseco. I'd rather Tommy go in my place. but Tommy the intern. I would go. Yes, okay. most certainly. Got it. I mean, that's just... Yeah. What's gonna? Once in a while, you're gonna get stuff out of that like you wouldn't believe, right? Mm -hmm. That's the you're gonna whole hear point. about weird MLB threesomes in the '80s. Like the kind of content we're coming back <laughs> with, boys. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking is that, okay, this is gonna be good. Yeah. Th that's why I would do it. Fair file. Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers. Looks like the trailer for Mr. Rogers' film has just recently dropped. So, what are your thoughts on Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about a Mr. Rogers film, actually. I think it'll be good. And I think that documentary set the tone, set the table for people to be, uh, to want a little more. Tom Hanks is the guy. Fair. Can it be weird? Will it be weird? Mm. I think Tom Hanks is just, is he not like, he's the best. Like, I think even his worst. On Tom Hanks' worst day, it's an above-average film. Okay. I'm will there be foul. fair foul? There will be uh, a Woody toy, Easter egg, in his uh, on his set. Mm. Missed opportunity if they don't, right? And it doesn't have to be obvious. It could be something that people realize down the line. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I'll go fair with that. I like That'll that. Be, yeah, I'll go fair with that as well. I'm with you there. All right. Fair or foul. <laughs> the driver of the Chrysler 300 uh, with 22-inch rims that I saw parked in the uh -oh. middle of Vandeventer uh -oh. uh, in a flooded area uh, was inside the vehicle uh, hanging out in the flood zone or fled the scene. That was on my drive into work. In the car. Today? Just hanging out. Oh, there's flash flooding. For real. So and it was fair? in the middle of Vandevin there, and it was are flooded around. Are, were, are they still in there or not? Did okay. they just hang out in their no, car in the middle of the road? They've, they've abandoned the car. Okay. They've abandoned by now. So, what is that? Foul? Foul. They're okay. not. They're not in the car. Okay. 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 I was trying to make figure that part out. Trav, you got one more, and we'll wrap. Complimenting your host. Fair foul. 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 Love it. That'll do it for Fair or Foul today. Yeah, what a nice show it's been. Good to be back on the air. Uh, we'll have plenty this week. We have a bunch of great guests lined up. If you missed last week, we had a really fun show Friday, a great week last week as well. Be sure to download that. Rate and review us on iTunes. 
for Gardner here in St. Louis, for the rain, for the heat, for everything else. See you guys tomorrow live at 8 a.m. We'll see you then. Peace.